0: Welcome to Absorbent and Yellow, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the making of and our admiration for Spongebob Squarepants. You've just crossed over the border into Hurtville. With us today is Sarah Wodka. Sarah, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, Sam?
0: I'm freaking good. Um, um, yes, I'm good. Okay, so Sarah, I have a couple <laughs> things. Um, we, we've got a, a few segments um, today, uh, but for our first segment... Um, it's, uh, um, it doesn't matter. Our first segment is catching (laughs) up with Sarah. Okay. So first Sarah. So I assume that you, you still, um, haven't had a chance to watch the Spongebob musical. Is that correct? And it's okay. If you haven't. Okay. That's okay. But
1: I did very thoroughly enjoy the after dark commentary. Mm.
0: Good. I'm glad. And I just, uh, so Sarah texted me, uh, while she was listening or maybe after, and I had to clarify for Sarah and to clarify for all our listeners. I love, uh, fiddler on the roof. So,
1: Oh yeah. 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 That was an important, I figured we all needed to know that.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: I as well love fiddler on
0: the roof. Good. Okay. I, and I just remembered um, the start of these podcasts are always rough for me and it's the end of the day and I'm, I need a <laughs> snack. Okay. No, uh, I remember I wanted to give you some space to um, go off. So maybe we should title this segment Sarah Goes Off um, because I briefly <laughs> mentioned last week that uh, we missed a noise Squidward Day. And then I said next week will be uh, the beginning of uh, considerations for or judging for uh, employee of the month award, um, which mm-hmm. actually was incorrect because the, the beginning for the judging starts on the 27th. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, that will make more sense after I give you some space to explain. Can you uh, catch the uh, listeners up on what you text me about and your frustrations yes. with um, some of the discourse around <laughs> some SpongeBob canon?
1: Yes. So when I watched, um, employee of the month, is that what the episode is called? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I obviously noticed that the calendar said a noise good day was right. on the, wait, was it the 15th? Hold mm-hmm. on. I got it. Okay. Um, and so I was looking online and I was like, wait, everything online says it's on February 15th. Why would it be on February right. 15th? Right. Because at the very well, I think at the very beginning you see um, an open
0: February slot doesn't even say February. It's just um, it's literally
1: it ends in January
0: in, in the close up. It is 28 days long. That's why. Oh
1: right, right, right. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean on the wall, there's not. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, there's. So that no, sorry, one it says not,
0: January. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the, okay, the blank yeah. picture frame is January.
1: So there's February isn't even on there, and the blank picture frame is January. And then on the calendar, you're right. There's what'd you say, 28 slots?
0: Mm-hmm. Only for the close-up, but anyway, continue. Yes. Yeah. So
1: we're I, I'm dissecting this photo, and I, well, the screen right. grab, right. and I'm like, okay. Everyone on the internet is like, "See this? Um, there's only 28 days on this calendar, so it has to be in February," and there is no one out there saying that it's in January. And nice. I, so of course, I brought it up to Sam, and I'm like, "This doesn't. Why? Why did? Why would it matter if all you see is?" the 28th of course, every calendar mm-hmm. has like, it's, it's a zoom. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> and so, and why would they start judging for the February employee of the month when they haven't gotten to January? Right. So I am a firm believer that a noise Squidward day is on January 15th. Um, you know, celebrate accordingly. And if people, You know, write in. If you think it's in February, tell me why. Yeah, I I need to hear a solid, good argument because I will I just can't I can't see it the other way.
0: Oh yeah, please do write in if you think it's in February, but there's just not a chance in heck that it (laughs) it is is in February. (laughs) I'll read out loud the um uh text that I sent Sarah. Uh it's Mm -hmm. titled Why Your Rights. Um, okay, <laughs> point number one. The episode clearly centers around January's monthly award. Uh, point number two, the midshot of the calendar shows a month with 35 inscribed squares, meaning uh, by that logic, it could be any uh, month. Point number three, though the close shot shows a month ending on the 28th, uh, if we're to believe judging for employee of the month begins on the 27th, then the mid shot actually ends on the 30th point number mm-hmm. four furthermore the close-up of the calendar is filled with at least three mathematical errors there's a 10-day week a six-day week and a five-day week that <laughs> it shows you know that noise squidward day is on the 15th and then the following week not to the day but the following week is the 27th which that's those are more than seven days apart um mm-hmm. so let's see uh, meaning the close shot was either at worst made an error or at best not meant to be read literally because of these details of the calendar, uh, we can't assume anything based on the calendar numbering, leaving us with the clear context of the award <laughs> frame itself. The episode takes place in January. Sources cited Sarah and Spongebob. <laughs> and I I'll, also yeah. was Googling a ton, um, like, uh, you know, what month does it take place in or whatever? And tons mm-hmm. of people were saying February, but all of them were just linking back to the fan wiki. And it, it, I just got so fed up with it that, as I referenced last week, I made an account and have begun editing pages that I find <laughs> incorrect. Um, so now, according to the fan wiki, thanks to yours truly, good uh, uh, Squidward Day takes place on January 15th every year. So, yes. Yeah.
1: Thank you for your hard work and uh, service to the community.
0: Yes. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. And I don't have It's important. Uh, yeah, it is important. And I don't have this <laughs> post in front of me, but I did find at least one other person on Reddit um, bring it up and was basically like, why is everyone saying it's in February? That doesn't make any sense. It should be in mm-hmm. January. So shout out to whoever you are. Yeah. Um, You also uh, threw out to me this past week, Sarah, uh, that there's a theory that Spongebob's mom was modeled after Jackie O. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which which was interesting. So I tried to do some investigative journalism and (laughs) long story short, uh, I could not find anything on it, <laughs> but like oh, okay. specifically, like I couldn't find anything on like even like the designs of them. Um, mm-hmm. But so what I told Sarah was, I will do research to determine if the likeness is one intentional and confirmed, two likely intentional, or three coincidental. And I'm between two and three. They mm-hmm. they do look a lot alike. Um, yeah, with the pearls, the purple dress, the heels the hair um it could be argued that you know that was just the style of the times and mm-hmm. that is like what they're they're trying to make you know um Shop's parents look old-fashioned um or it could be argued that she's based directly on her mm-hmm. i am inconclusive so i sorry yeah. to let you down sarah sorry to let all the listeners down
1: Oh. <laughs> well- there's always next year. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to my friend Lazica who brought that to my attention. And Lazica, if you're listening, you know, let us know what you find out.
0: Yeah. But yeah, how about cite your source next time, Lazica? Just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any other anything else you want to add to this segment? Sarah goes off, Sarah, before we move on.
1: Um. I feel like I went off and I just uh yeah we can just keep going <laughs> okay
0: perfect um let's oh, wait. uh yes are you
1: going to talk about the major event that happened in your twitter life
0: yes I am and okay, I was going to say go off about that but yeah I was going to say <laughs> let's transition to the news but I like what you said instead so this next segment is um whatever you said major life event twitter <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> me your
1: Twitter life so
0: that yeah, this is pretty crazy. Uh and um long story short, uh Jay Lender, if you're listening, welcome to the podcast. It's an honor to have you listening. Everybody, please um, give a round of applause for Jay Lender. This is Biogetic, this is not it's not been edited in. This is from our real life studio audience. Um, don't worry, they're social distancing. Okay, so <laughs> I uh basically, you know, people who follow Um, absorbent and yellow on uh, Instagram or Twitter Um, so you know all 20 of you um, will know that every week I post like a short little clip Um, and I don't expect many people to watch it It, it's mainly just like for the people that I know are subscribed and like follow that account to remind them like there's a new episode so go listen to it or whatever you know Um, and then I can like share it on my like personal account or whatever but so this week uh, I shared a clip um, from uh, Life of Crime The classic um i think i'll eat it now uh clip um featuring spongebob and patrick and i knew that uh you know jay lender wrote this episode and you know um we've shouted him out a lot and we've referenced his active twitter a lot um and he at one point had replied to my absorbent yellow uh, account um so i was like uh you know maybe he won't see it maybe he'll see it but won't reply but it's worth a shot you know So I tweeted at him, um, at JLunder1, this is truly some of yours and Reese's greatest work, a masterclass in comedic timing, a paragon of parallelism, truly brilliant and benign. Bravo. And then he replied and retweeted the tweet. So that was pretty crazy. So uh, Jay Lender said um, in response to my tweet, uh, thank you, depending on how you look at it, that's a nearly five minute sequence, super long, pretty ballsy, and you can credit Steve and Derek with quite a bit of that. Uh, We all created the build and the writing phase, but of course the timing came in animatic. It's the cartoon equivalent of, vaudeville, of, of a vaudeville routine. You'll see it in Big Pink Loser um, and others I worked on, no doubt. We loved getting a chance to work like Laurel and Hardy uh, or Chaplin or Keaton, um, just locking down a setup and cranking it up to absurdity. Um, and then uh, somebody else also um, replied to the original tweet and said, I love how they use the exact same take for that line uh, when he says it again. Um, and Jay said, I can still hear Bill pitching that. So that was crazy. Um, yeah. Very surreal. It feels wrong that, that there's been a couple times now where uh, the podcast is briefly crossed over into the realm of the people who worked on this show, and it still breaks my brain like, this doesn't make any sense. Like,
2: mm-hmm. I was
0: consuming this show when I was a young child, just watching it on, you know, Nickelodeon, and now, like, I... Like I didn't no. meet the writer, you know. It's not like, you know, like I just got I had lunch with Jay Lender this week or whatever. Like he just replied <laughs> to a tweet. But still, I don't know. It's it's pretty wild. freaking crazy.
1: I mean, you guys are dare I say buds.
0: I mean, you would know, Sarah. I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> uh it's it probably seems like nothing for someone who will just, you know, walk up to celebrities' houses and introduce themselves, <laughs> but I'm just kidding. You don't oh, do that, but you do. Well, you are, are a lot braver than me when it comes to <laughs> re- reaching out to famous people.
1: Well, and I I mean, Jay Lender is following the podcast now. So I know maybe that's he, crazy. <laughs> maybe one day he'll he'll want to be on an episode. I know.
0: Jay Lender, if you're listening to this, I would, in less than a, a, a half a heartbeat, uh, have you on the podcast. So it's a weird thing. It's a weird, like, i i had a a feeling way early in the history of the podcast of like it's possible that people that worked on the show could hear the podcast and so Mm -hmm. i made a point of like you know just to not talk about the creators like they're not real people or whatever not that i was gonna be like lobbing much criticism because it's obviously my favorite show or whatever but it like (laughs) barely crossed my mind but then now to have you know um like chris von snyder and listen to part of the podcast jay has heard part of the podcast it's just Mm -hmm. like mind-boggling and it's hard to like it really is keep your cool to be honest like for me (laughs) anyway hey you don't have to i um (laughs) i man if jay was on the podcast i fear that i would be like spongebob in your biggest fanatic hopefully jay (laughs) would not be like you know um cucumber man but (laughs)
1: no no i would i would assume
0: that Everybody, one more round of applause for Jay. Uh, thank you, thank you, everybody. Okay. Did you have any other thoughts on that, Sarah?
1: No, it's great, and we love you, Jay.
0: Yes, agreed. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, we've got um some trivia for this week's episode, so we will have our famous um, um, segment, Trivia Clock, but we also have some different trivia where me and Sarah thought it would be fun to quiz each other on some SpongeBob trivia and see how each other does. Cause I think that, um, I mean, I don't want to like, how do I put this? I I, I don't want to come across of like, I think that I'm like a SpongeBob genius, but I suppose if I'm bold enough to make like a, spongebob podcast it's assumed that i think of that of myself but so i'm pretty confident in my ability to like take like a pretty deep dive um Mm -hmm. spongebob quiz but i'm also extremely confident in sarah's ability um and so you know because i just i don't expect of every guest like i could name any line and they could finish it perfectly but i do kind of expect that of sarah so i think that'll be fun the
1: pressure's on yeah
0: no pressure but tons of pressure um (laughs) now i understand that it could be very confusing to have two different segments that deal with trivia uh me and sarah even um got confused sorry i just i said your name weird i said like sierra Um, sierra i say a lot of words weird and i i knew this but especially like when i got married uh, morgan points it out to me often apparently (laughs) i put too many syllables in um the word apparently i always say apparently anyway oh cool cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> OK, so uh, we've got two segments to deal with trivia. And even when uh, Sarah was texting me about this, she was like, oh, should I prep trivia? And I was like, oh, no, you don't need to prep trivia. And then I was like, wait, are, are you talking wait, about trivia clock? <laughs> are you talking about like quizzing each other on trivia or whatever? You know, um, so
1: it's another segment within a
0: segment. Yeah. Well, no, it's a, it's a separate segment. Um, again, Sarah, stay in your lane. Just kidding. But not, but just kidding. I am just kidding. Um, okay. So I actually already came up with a name for this segment in the interest of uh, making sure that nobody is confused. So, um, this segment is called a broken clock is trivia twice a day. Um, because there's two different trivias, but they are different, but anyway. Okay. So welcome to a broken clock is trivia twice a day, uh, with our, uh, guest Sarah Wodka. Sarah, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm ready for trivia.
0: Okay. You've so more than me, so I'm going to let <laughs> you take this segment away, but I'll chime in with my questions as well.
1: Okay. Um, so I fear that maybe I made the trivia too easy, so I have, I have maybe an extra and maybe mm. a bonus. Okay. Um, But yeah, you want me to just dive on in? Let's see what I yes. got here.
0: let's do it. Should we go every other, or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Well, it's your podcast. No.
0: Well, it's your segment, so... <laughs>
1: Okay, so thank you for staying in your
0: lane, but please be a little more forward.
1: Are you gonna put dramatic music behind me, like "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" or something? Oh
0: yeah. Are there any game shows in SpongeBob? That's not one of the questions, but Uh, yeah, I'll put I'll put some music. Okay, great. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we'll start with what I think is a pretty easy one, Mm -hmm. but just kind of a little warm up for you. So, Sam. Yes. What are the three signs that signal the approach of the hash slinging slasher?
0: Oh, man. I'm all of a sudden really nervous and I'm going to, (laughs) I'm I'm afraid I'm going to completely blank. Um, The three signs. I am not looking this up. I'm just trying to clear my head to say, I think, is it, oh, frick. Is it flickering lights, uh squeaky floorboards, and scratching on the window? That's my final answer. I'm That's not That's your confident final answer though.
1: I will say that you are partially correct. Dang. So the three signs, and, and this is where it maybe gets a little tricky, is because yeah. of the oozing green slime, but we're not gonna mm. go there right now. Yeah, yeah. Um Squidward says that the lights will flicker on and off. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, the phone will ring and there will be nobody there.
2: Mm.
1: And then three is kind of many things. So he Mm -hmm. arrives in the ghost of the bus that ran him over, Mm. crosses the street without looking both ways because he's already dead, Mm. and then taps on the window with his greasy spatula hand.
0: Mm. Dang Yeah, I remember all that, but I was, I didn't get that, and I don't think I should get the points. So (laughs) that's
1: okay. You, you got one out of three.
0: No, I, I did get one out of three, but I shouldn't, this whole question I missed. So (laughs) I feel like I wasn't close enough anyway. Well, but I mean, it's your segment. So I guess you can count the score, but
1: (laughs) I'd say you get um, half a point.
0: Okay. Half a point. Okay. Uh, I also have an easy one. Um, At least I think it's easy, but then you thought your question was easy. I know this one will
1: probably be hard for me. (laughs) Right.
0: Okay. No, I I think that you will get this. The, uh, in a famous SpongeBob clip, or maybe it's not famous. Maybe it's obscure. Patrick says the blank blank of my blank are an blank.
1: Now I love this quote Mm. and I do know it. Mm hmm so Patrick <laughs> Patrick says <laughs> perfect
0: that's awesome that you do Great, those yeah. things
1: <laughs> the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma
0: you got it <laughs> now I'm playing some like uh, exciting winter noises or something
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: I should have done same okay. question first anyway you go, you go ahead
1: well now I'm thinking I should have changed my order
0: Well, so, am I, um, so. perfect <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh I, I have more than three. Well, I, I'm gonna go with I this have one.
0: four. Do you have four? Yeah, I have four. Yeah, I have three basic ones and then one uh, deep cut. Okay. Bonus one.
1: Okay, Sam. hmm In the episode one crabs trash, mm. there is a floating shopping list. What mm. is on the floating shopping list? Oh
0: my gosh. That is <laughs> a deep cut, Sarah. Is it is it is it? Eggs, milk, and flour?
1: Oh my gosh, you're so close. Um, it's milk, <laughs> it's milk, eggs, and
0: cheese. No, I would never have guessed cheese.
1: But that's, you know, I mean, I'd oh, say you get man. the point. Because that's 75% correct. Wait.
0: <sighs> yeah, I don't no, think that I should 66%. be getting these points. But again, your segment, <laughs> your rules, so. Okay.
1: And these are all, I mean, they require three answers. So it's kind of... Right, not fair.
0: but It, it okay. is not fair, but I mean, you know, finishing the line is like... <laughs> anyway, okay. This one... Because of your first uh, question, I'm afraid that you'll get this too easy, but we learn at the end of um, the night shift what was causing the flickering lights, and the mm-hmm. characters all say this person's name. What is their name?
1: The person's name, or rather whatever he mm-hmm. is i honestly don't know mm-hmm. is nosferatu
0: yes that's correct he's a he's a vampire, um, vampire. and i didn't want to say because i didn't want to give it away but as i was afraid of you knew it right away so
1: well i i, I do have to points. say <laughs> i have to say that that is one of my favorite episodes of all time
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's really good and so I watched it a lot as a kid, so that's why, yeah.
0: Yeah, speaking of Jay Lender, his pinned tweet with 5,000 likes is, uh, I've resigned myself to the fact that no matter what I do (laughs) with the rest of my life, this is what I will be remembered for. And it is the storyboard (laughs) (laughs) where he has taped on the the drawings of Nosferatu. And honestly, I didn't even
1: know about Nosferatu until... SpongeBob I, yeah, same. I didn't know about it
0: when I took a film history course in college. I then, we watched the movie that Nosferatu is um, mm-hmm. from, which made me appreciate the joke all the more because it is so specific. <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. could have said, you know, Dracula, but like, right. the joke would not have landed the same way because it's just mm-hmm. so obscure. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway.
1: Okay, this is also from one crabs trash and this can either be mm-hmm. a threefold question or you can say whichever one comes okay. to your mind obviously we know um well we know the iconic line that mr Krabs remembers spongebob mm-hmm. saying about the drinking hat right mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: which is do you want to say
0: it? uh i honestly am was- not sure if- it belonged to Smitty Werbin Jaegerman Jetson. Is that what you're yeah, referring to? Yeah, And then okay. he
1: was he was number one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but what does Mr. Krabs remember beforehand? He's like, what was that thing Spongebob said about the hat, about the guy? And then oh his gosh. thought bubble opens up and you hear two things wow. from SpongeBob, one of which is like kind of a meme, uh-huh. and it's like all on Twitter. Do you remember uh-huh. one or both of those things?
0: I do because for some reason this was so obscure and random, which are two synonyms. Again, sorry, Morgan. Um, <laughs> that I thought it would be so funny to have it be my Instagram bio for a long time, and I believe SpongeBob says, "Remember, Mr. Krabs, licking doorknobs is illegal on some planets."
1: <laughs> ding, ding 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 ding. Is that correct? That is correct.
0: I don't know if I got every word right. How close was but, I?
1: Um, remember, licking doorknobs is illegal on other planets. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's other oh my planets. Gosh, I got it 100%. But... I know. Yeah.
0: Wow. And
1: do you happen to know the other one he says?
0: Is it just he was number one?
1: There's one more.
0: Oh, frick. Oh, no. That's like a bonus Oh, okay. Question. Is this the bonus question? <laughs> this is the bonus question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, okay. <laughs> Hang on, let me think, and then I might need a hint, but let me think first. Okay. Remember, Mr. Krabs, uh, looking doorknobs is illegal on other planets. And he's like, no, no, that wasn't it. And then he says, does he say three things?
1: Well, the third thing, yeah, the third thing is, he it was, was his number hat. One. He was number one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm not going to be able to remember it. Can you give me a hint? I i don't get the bonus point. At least, um, I don't think that I should. Your segment. But.
1: <laughs> it's. It, Okay. So he starts off with you'll never guess. Oh man.
0: It's on the tip of my tongue, but I yeah. don't know it. You'll never mm-hmm. guess
1: what I found.
0: <laughs> Under, is it underneath the fryer?
1: No. Underneath he the says grill? <laughs> No. I'll, I'll just tell you. Yeah, just tell me. <laughs> you'll never guess what I found in my sock last night. Go ahead, oh guess. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
2: That's right.
1: I, I don't know if I would have remembered that uh-huh. um, if I hadn't just watched that clip,
0: but uh-huh. well, I it's a appreciate, good one. I appreciate that you used uh, uh, callbacks from episodes that we have not covered yet on the podcast. Cause uh, yeah. honestly, if, if you had asked me questions, uh, at least I don't think. Did you have any from episodes that we've covered? Maybe you did. No,
1: I purposely didn't because okay. I felt so. That's very we smart. Would,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, which I guess I did too, and you still won. But, but I definitely would have <laughs> uh, remembered them if you had like brought up episodes that we've watched for the podcast. But yeah, yeah, this podcast honestly has been humbling because I used to think like I could quote any SpongeBob. I can remember what happens in every single episode. Um, yeah. But I've learned that I'm actually pretty terrible at quoting SpongeBob word for word because of Mm. how often I, A, forget, but B, will listen to a clip for the podcast and then either butcher the quote or just not remember at all what they said. So (laughs) anyway, uh, here's your last question and then a bonus question. Um, Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll do this in Jeopardy style for this this last question. Um, Perfect. in, In times of hardship... Uh, pioneers are known for eating this thing.
1: Hmm. Are you playing the Jeopardy music?
0: Yeah. Wow, I thought this would be super easy, but...
1: Well, I am... <laughs> I'm thinking of Grandma's Kisses, actually. Mm. Um, I'm gonna go with my gut, and I'm gonna say what is coral? D- dang
0: it. Yeah, you got it right. Okay, but,
1: but it's, it's not steamed coral. Correct, it's yeah. So. He, he
0: eats steamed coral. It's raw coral. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, it's raw coral in this episode. SpongeBob says I heard in times of hardship the pioneers would eat coral. Squidward eats some coral. No, maybe it wasn't coral. Squidward spits out the coral. Maybe it was sand. No, maybe it was no, sand. mud. And then he says, "Give me the pizza." And he says, "Wait, no, I remember now. It was coral." It was coral. So, okay. This because is my your, se-
1: my other yeah. I was also going to say sand. So, okay. Oh, go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I would not have counted sand, but I would have said, "You're close, Understandable, but there, there is yeah. a final answer." Mm-hmm. Okay. This one um, this is final jeopardy. You can wager all your points if you want, but you don't have to. It's your segment. <laughs> um this is, I'm not going to give you, it, it's a finish the line, but it's also start the line. So you, you have to get, there's not, I need to quit giving you clues. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. What does the truck driver say when he sees SpongeBob dancing on the road in pizza delivery? Oh,
1: no. So I have to say the whole quote. No Correct. hints.
0: Correct. I'll give you this one hint. It's not long.
1: Okay, I gotta say this is not my answer. Okay, but but what is in my head right now is holy fish paste. It's a guy, but that's not <laughs> it. I know that's a lifeguard. Yeah, that's a really good. So line um, uh oh my gosh, because I can I can see
0: mm-hmm. it's a
1: bus, right?
0: Uh, it's a truck. Or it's a big truck. Yeah.
1: Man, I do not know. I'll give you one more hint. I can't think of it. Okay, there
0: are four words.
1: I feel like it's something like southern. Maybe. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm so embarrassed.
0: (laughs) That's okay. You didn't wager any points, so it worked out. No, I couldn't. The correct answer was crashing, frashing, break dancers, (laughs) and he then honks his truck. Maybe I should have led with that. I would have felt a lot better if just kidding. You did oh, excellent. That's so great. You got every uh irregular question. Failed with the bonus, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I don't know how you scored me, but I don't think I deserve very many points. But
1: Well, I I think you did great. I, I really dove deep. I have a last one if you oh, want yeah. one more. Yeah, yeah, that was the bonus to the other question. This oh, one is Okay, buzzer sorry. beater.
0: Here we go. This is a buzzer beater. Yeah.
1: Okay. Which episode includes a time card that says so much later that the old narrator got tired and they had to hire a new one.
0: Oh my gosh. I almost asked you a question about this because I scrolled past it on a BuzzFeed like SpongeBob quiz, but I mm-hmm. didn't look to see what episode it was from.
2: <sighs>
1: okay, well, that that does make it hard because if you don't know it right away, how? No, can no, no, you? no. no.
0: Well, hang on, let me think. Let me think. <laughs> I, won't, I, I won't take super long. Not for your sake, but there for is a the bonus listeners. part if
1: you if you if you want to skip ahead.
0: Mm. Well, let me think first. <laughs> it's. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang oh on. I'm gonna something to my tongue. <laughs> I think I know what happens in the episode. I don't know if I'll be able to remember the title. Do you want the title of the episode? Or no, just, just say which, what the episode is. Is it yeah. the episode where they find a baby clam?
1: So, is that your final answer?
0: Yes.
2: Yes, <laughs> so I say deject, I thought dejectedly. you might say that
1: because, because that's Brick. what I said <laughs> when I when I saw it, and that's why I Googled it. Mm. But there is still a bonus part. Okay. This, however, is in "Can You Spare a Dime," which is when, um, ah, yeah, when Squidward is staying with SpongeBob. However, on to what the episode is called "Rockabye Bivalve" uh-huh. with the baby clam. Uh-huh. There is a last time card
2: mm. when,
1: um, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick are kind of fighting about right um taking care of junior yeah. and there's one final time card at the end of that sequence do you know what uh-huh. i'm talking about
0: yeah yeah i think so is it when he's waiting for him to get home
1: uh yep yeah and and they like go back and forth yeah do you know what the last one is on that one if it's not the other yeah, yeah, yeah. so much later that the old narrator blah, blah, blah. right right
0: yeah, well, this makes more sense now because if I recall correctly, which my track record is not good, so there's a good <laughs> chance I won't. But if I recall correctly, there's just the one time card because the, the humor is from they over and over, say, six o'clock, and, uh, Patrick is promising that he won't be late again. And he's like six o'clock, six o'clock, six (laughs) o'clock. And they say it like a dozen time. And then I believe the narrator says 12 o'clock midnight. Is that correct?
1: Okay. So I wrote, I could be wrong. I wrote Uh down, um, and maybe we're thinking of different parts, but Hmm. when um, he's like, Oh, I'll get to it eventually, eventually, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, oh, and then the time card says, oh, uh,
0: we're talking about two different scenes. Yeah. yeah. So
1: that was, I should have watched the scene
0: beforehand. Yeah, that's but, okay.
1: But no, you're right about the 12 o'clock, but I wrote down now. Oh
0: man, I, I'm not going to be able to guess it. What's the answer?
1: <laughs> no, that is the answer. <laughs>
0: oh, it is. Wait, yeah. wait, so were you just thinking of the wrong scene then? Or? So,
1: uh, yeah, I was thinking of, um, I, I think, well, I think you're right. Cause mm. I wrote down H U H U H H H H as the last time card. I think oh. there's five.
0: You're no, you're five. right. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm pulling up the script now. Uh, Patrick says, "Oh yeah, your break uh, tomorrow. I promise." And SpongeBob says, uh, "Okay, tomorrow." And then the narrator says, "Tomorrow." And then uh, Patrick says, Phew, another tough day. Blah blah blah. Uh, tomorrow for sure." Narrator, "Tomorrow for sure." Uh, SpongeBob says, "Patrick, I'll get to it eventually." Narrator, "Eventually." <laughs> and then SpongeBob says, "Uh." And Patrick says, "Uh." And then the narrator says, "Uh." <laughs> So I I
1: maybe confused you with the Ah, the exact scene. (laughs) I'm
0: raging in my recording studio. I can't believe this. I completely lost. Uh, Please, for my sake, let's not. Let's just call spade a spade. I lost a broken clock as trivia twice a day.
1: But there's always next time.
0: Yeah, there's always next time. I guess. (laughs) Brick. All right. Thank you, Sarah. That was a wonderful segment everybody give it up for sarah
1: and let's give it up for sam too
0: thank you everybody wow they're screaming so much louder for me that's so crazy Wow. just kidding (laughs) i'm sorry okay uh do you have any other thoughts before we move on Uh, no
1: it just feels good to have the win
0: yeah good it's you're you can have it uh (laughs) let's see okay now let's jump into for real trivia o'clock Hello, everybody. Welcome to Trivia Clock, um, the uh, segment of the episode where we talk about trivia uh, and um, where I can... Win for once. Okay, so there is actually commentary on both episodes this time, um, and a lot of interesting stuff um, from the commentary on Survival of the Idiots, um, and some interesting stuff on Dumped as well. But, um, excuse me, uh, admittedly, um, more from Survival of the Idiots. Um, So just uh, flying through here, I'll try and bring up some of these um, as we discuss in the episode as well. Um, But uh, this episode was originally going to be titled something different, but the writers cannot remember what the original title was going to be. Um, They say on the commentary that this was essentially a spiritual successor to pre-hibernation week. Uh, They said that after they wrote pre-hibernation week, um, the team really liked that episode. So they wanted to write one um, where uh, Sandy was now hibernating as, of course, the last episode was her um, about to hibernate, which was, uh, sidebar, very interesting to me because as I was watching this episode, I was like, this is so interesting that they have an episode where she hibernates and SpongeBob and Patrick don't know what's going on, even though one episode before, the -hmm. whole plot was about SpongeBob (laughs) learning what hibernation is. But um, So uh, it's a cartoon, so it didn't matter, but knowing that makes it, it makes even more sense. Like they were aware of that as well. So um, Mm -hmm. let's see Uh, Sandy originally drooled a lot more in the storyboards, but they reined that in Uh, the bed that we see was originally going to be placed in a branch in the tree um, and Sandy's weight. Uh, would be weighing the whole thing way down, but they obviously, um, went instead with just a, a, a bed standing on the floor. Um, the line about evil newspaper comics in this episode, um, Aaron Springer wrote that joke and it was a reference to family circus. I didn't have time to try and figure out why that's a reference to family circus, but there you go. Mm. Um, pat back. Uh, was also a joke from Aaron Springer, um, and he drew a whole mouth chart for it, which basically is, you know, when you're um, drawing for a cartoon, you'll draw uh, what's called mouth charts, which basically shows when Spongebob is making an E noise, this is what his mouth looks like. Here's his uh noise, and so on and so forth. So apparently he did a whole one for Patback, so that's very impressive. Um, And they say in the commentary that Patback was inspired by Chuck, who I assume is Chuck Klein, and I don't know uh, how Chuck inspired Pat back. And I don't know if I want to know, but um, let's see uh, when it comes to um, them hitting each other with a wooden plank and a nail in it. Uh, the writer said that them and Steve and Derek were just working one late night and they got to the point where they're just so delirious that the idea of them hitting each other with a board with a nail in it was like the funniest thing in their mind. Um, the uh, pinhead uh Patrick scene, which is now an iconic frame and meme um, they said was was just from a sticky note that Aaron drew while they were writing the episode that they all thought um, was so funny. And Steve specifically (laughs) really wanted to make sure that they included it in the episode. Uh, One of the writers shouts out that this is the episode that taught us that SpongeBob's nostrils are at the end of his nose. So that's interesting, I guess. Um, Mm. Oh, this one was really interesting. And I actually might, you know, now that I have the keys to the SpongeBob fan wiki, I might go in and add this under Sandy's page. Um, apparently, apparently, uh, there was a taxidermy shop near the studio where everybody worked. Um, oh my God. <laughs> and they would, some of the writers would often like walk through there and they said that they had like a stuffed like saber tooth tiger or something that they would dress up year round. But at the outset of the show, they went to that taxidermy shop, uh, shop and bought a stuffed squirrel, which they use for like the entirety of at least this three season run because they laugh when Sandy appears, uh, there's a line where they're like, maybe it's her fur. And they show that, uh, taxidermied squirrel, the writers laugh, uh, and they say, how much mileage can they get out of that stuffed Squirrel. That thing got into so many episodes, which is very delightful. So, so true. There you go. That really is a staple of the show. Um, especially mm-hmm. in, you know, her debut, uh, Or not her debut episode, but the episode Texas, where we learn about, you know, where she came from and stuff. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is just that apparently there's a lot of deliberation on the joke squirrel pattern baldness. Apparently it was (laughs) a little difficult to come up with, um, that joke. Um... And the commentary of Dumped, Steven Hillenburg um, says that uh, they got a lot of fan mail about Gary, and so it was fun uh, making mm-hmm. an episode about Gary. Uh, Steven Hillenberg also says on the commentary, uh, Bill Fagerbakke is the smartest dumb guy I've ever met. In praise yeah. of Bill's like delivering of uh, Patrick's lines. Steve also described on this commentary how early on he decided that snails would be cats and worms would be dogs um, in the series, um, and he acknowledged that normally, in like a normal cartoon, the less evolved creature would be like the pet to the main character animal, um, but he thought it would be funny if it was like the other way around in SpongeBob, um, and he decided very early on that um, SpongeBob needed a pet to take care of, um, hence. That is where he came up with the idea of Gary. And it sounded like maybe... Just in making the pilot, uh, he came up with the idea of Gary being a cat because he thought that when you see the snail and then the snail goes meow, it would be like super random and funny and which I think was correct. Um, So then he says uh, conclusively, giant clams and giant worms are the wildlife of Bikini Bottom and then snails, worms, and sometimes clams and scallops are like the smaller domestic animals. So yes, that's cute. Yes. Yeah, I thought so, too. And then um, I had some quotes from Oral History of Spongebob Squarepants, but they're a little bit longer. So, <clears throat> And we're already uh, taking our sweet time um, with the episode so far. <laughs> so I'll just say very briefly that um, Jay Lender has a sweet quote um, where he talks about uh, how um, brilliant... Uh, Aaron Springer specifically was and mm-hmm. says that um, he came up with the sweater made of tears um, and Pat back and survival survival of the idiots and says I couldn't make my brain go there so he's just praising how genius Aaron is um, so go read that if you haven't yet and it's a very sweet quote and then Bill Reese has a quote um, he says about halfway through my time on Spongebob I got a dog there's an episode of Spongebob where Gary started choosing Pat over Spongebob that definitely came for me having a dog So that, I think, is the cutest bit of trivia.
1: Sarah, what do you think of all those trivias? I love it. And I I have a few to scatter in here and there too. Oh yes, please. But that'll be later.
0: Oh, okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Well, with that, um, shall we jump into the episode? Let's do it.
3: Sandy? Hey, Sandy, what's with the sign?
4: Look, she's on the eating channel.
2: (laughs)
3: Howdy. If y'all are watching this, that means I'm asleep for the winter. This sleep is called hibernation. During hibernation, animals don't like to be woken up, so do not disturb. That means
4: you, SpongeBob. We better put these on.
3: Never mind, Pat. Sandy said not to come in. Let's amscray.
4: What are you gonna learn, SpongeBob? (laughs) No means yes! Patrick, listen, how
2: many times do
4: we have to... SpongeBob, look at this!
3: (gasps) What is this stuff?
4: It's a vast, swirling wonderland of sparkly white pleasure. Let it fill your senses with cascading, fluffy pillows of excitement and comfort as you've never felt before.
3: Wow, Patrick. That was beautiful.
4: What? I was just reading this candy wrapper, see?
3: Ah, Patrick, put your helmet back on. You know there's no water at Sandy's house. It's okay, SpongeBob. This stuff is water.
0: Look. We are back with the episode Survival of the Idiots. Sarah, what do you think of this episode?
1: I grew up loving this episode. I yeah. think, I don't remember if I talked about this on another um, episode of Absorbent in Yellow, but hmm. my brother and I, when we first saw it, I mean, we, we were crying, laughing, really? like trying to figure out how, to rewatch it again and again. Uh-huh. I specifically the who you call in pinhead like mm-hmm. we Watch that scene oh I mean over and over and over again just laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And watching it again as an adult, I still love it I think just cuz of the nostalgia, but I mean a lot of it it's like I'm laughing at different things obviously right. than I was when I was a kid, but who you call in pinhead still just uh-huh. is so funny to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's something about this episode that so many people remember it for specifically just the Pinhead Larry like Mm -hmm. exchange, um, which is so good. And yeah, it's definitely one that's like burned into my mind from childhood um, of feeling like this is very much like a roller coaster episode, not just in that there's like crazy ups and downs and stuff, Mm -hmm. but in that like this episode is so bizarre and goes so many places so quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, technically it goes nowhere, you know, it's all like in one very, like can literally confined space. Specific space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like so visceral that Mm -hmm. I feel like as a child, I'm just like, I don't know what this is, but this is just like (laughs) funny encapsulated into one, like 11 minute chunk. I don't know. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. It's
0: brilliant. This is a very, very brilliant episode, It's I
1: really, think. yeah, really funny. Mm-hmm.
0: And even when I, before I had, like, read on how, you know, they were aware that this was, like or not even aware, but this intentionally was a spiritual successor to pre hibernation week. I had the thought, like it, it was funny to me, but I was like, this kind of like, doesn't make sense. It comes right after like SpongeBob learned what hibernation is. Mm-hmm. Um, But both episodes are so good that I immediately like was able to forgive it because I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I could not, you know, choose to let go of either episode. They're both just so funny. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it, made me even wonder if it was like a wink and a nod to the audience or maybe just like to the writers because um sandy says in this episode on the eating channel as patrick calls it uh (laughs) i'm like asleep for the winter which is called hibernation and there's just a very brief beat where patrick and spongebob kind of give each other the side eye like (laughs) and you you can see on their faces they're like no clue what she's talking about which is very very funny (laughs) yeah i love Patrick is so stupid right off the bat in this and not even just stupid, but like defiantly. So like, (laughs) (laughs) like it really got me that, you know, she's like, uh, don't bother me, please. That means you, SpongeBob. TV turns off. <laughs> and Patrick immediately is just like, all right, Could let's go so. in. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yes means no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no
0: means yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. When are you going to learn SpongeBob? No means yes. Which is so stupid. And like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And like, when would he have heard that? That he like tucked that away of like, come on, SpongeBob, you know? Yeah. So that's really, really funny. Um, and then, uh, so it, here's a, a fun note from uh, the uh, audio commentary They, I don't know if it's uh, an admission or if it's like just like a fun fact, but um, they say that uh, they really didn't want to have to draw the helmets the entire time.
1: Yes, I read that. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: they decided, you know what? uh, There's snow in the tree dome and snow is water. And so we don't have to do helmets uh, for this episode. (laughs) It it was really funny on the commentary. Um, The commentary is between Aaron Springer, Carl Greenblatt, and uh, apologies to larry i'm gonna say your name wrong uh larry uh, like litter like um larry is the animation director and so when they make that comment he says thank you to them uh, that they <laughs> didn't have to draw those helmets the entire time which is very funny mm-hmm. but yeah
1: i read that um carl greenblatt said it was just born out of laziness which yeah. is funny
0: <laughs> uh, yeah it is very, very funny. Uh, Patrick has like a very stupid line where he st- tells SpongeBob, take it off. Nobody's looking, which got me um, very fu- uh, very funny. It got me very funny. It got me. And I thought it was very funny. Um, and then um, Patrick just has so many stupid. I tried to write down every one of his stupid lines, but there are oh, so many flying so, so fast. Many. I'm sure I miss a bunch. But one that just tickled me was um, that sure is a tired tree. <laughs> like <laughs> that got me.
1: I forgot about that one i didn't mm-hmm. even write it down there's just yeah there's so many mm-hmm. i i do like well i think this was in the last yeah it was in the last clip mm-hmm. when spongebob says let's amscray say
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty cute a little pig latin really cute makes sense that spongebob knows pig latin but it is so like just throwaway. like yes we never there's a lot of throwaways yeah, <laughs> totally very very clever writing yeah
1: and mm-hmm. I've, I've always loved the candy wrapper gag Mm, yes (laughs) i like that uh
0: yeah thank you for bringing that up because that reminded me literally when i was watching this i was like this line that patrick is delivering is funny but it feels pretty stilted and you can just tell that like a writer wrote it to be as embellished as possible Mm -hmm. um and i totally forgot that he's reading it off of a candy bar and (laughs) i'm just like that is so genius and so stupid and uh a shout out to larry because the animation and timing on this is like yeah. so good so like mm-hmm. just take that for example um he's like oh i was just reading it off of like the back of this candy bar see look mm-hmm. which also i wonder if no i'm sure there's no connection to the candy bar to the last episode but he hands him the wrapper and they could just immediately cut to the next thing you know but uh spongebob stares at it and it even like drips for a second and then the next you know crazy beat happens um mm-hmm. so just so many very subtle things um that make the delivery of the lines and the jokes and everything so much better mm-hmm. but
1: i also read in um i think it was in oral history of spongebob squarepants where mm-hmm. um i am gonna mess this name up That's cause okay. Pro, do you know how to say that? Pro, mm. Propolenus? N-
0: no clue. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> anyway, writer yeah.
1: and storyboard director mm. um, saying that Carl Greenblatt loved to do really off-the-wall gags. Mm. Um in like repetitive jokes. And mm-hmm. so I feel like we see some of that in this episode, which is, I mean, mm. I always think it's funny, but totally. it is kind of like, you can tell, I mean, I love being able to tell who mm-hmm. worked on what episode. Yeah. I wouldn't always be able to do that. But uh-huh. once you know, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. I love yeah. that. Yeah.
0: I, I too. So last season when I was trying to really pay attention to who wrote what, I was, like, kind of being able to start to place, like, oh, I can tell that their fingerprints are on this or whatever. Mm-hmm. um, But then very much in this season, I feel like I'm really starting to get a feel of the types of jokes that these different writers make, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's collaboration from, like, the entire team, but obviously, like, a couple writers, like... um you know, uh, kind of drive forward with, like, the story structure or whatever, which obviously Jay Lender explained to me again uh, this week <laughs> over Twitter. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> Everybody, please, round of applause for Jay. Jay, if you're listening to this. Um, thank you for making it this far of the podcast, and we can't wait to have you on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, even how, like, Jay says, like, oh, the, uh, like, vaudeville stuff you'll see in my um, writing, and I totally can see, mm-hmm. especially, like, that kind of the rule of three that we've described a lot. Yes, yeah. I can kind of start to guess, and I'm not always right, but I can start to guess, like, this feels like a Jay Lender episode. Episodes Mm -hmm. that are super bizarre and have a lot of... Um, specifically bizarre faces in them um, mm-hmm. or maybe are more disturbing. I'm like, I think that this is a Paul Tibbet episode and then I'm often mm-hmm. right. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I can start to see Aaron Springer and Carl Greenblatt. They're like type of jokes in um, episodes that's just really really fun Mm -hmm. and it's also fun listening to the audio commentary and kind of hearing them like laugh at their own jokes and then be like oh that was that was an Aaron joke for sure like oh that was Mm -hmm. like classic carl or whatever you know Mm -hmm. um there was one really cute moment sorry to cut you off there's one there's one really cute moment where it's really cute and fun hearing uh when they, like, forget their own jokes that are coming up and it catches them off guard. Um, (laughs) So when they hear um, Sandy in the tree, so it it first shows them, they pop up out of the snow, um, and they both have... Oh, we should say, too, I don't think that we've acknowledged the plot. They go up into the tree to check it out um, and then uh, figure out, like, we need to, like, not bother her or whatever. Come back down. We'll have a clip of that in just a second. Um, But when they come back down um, and they're playing in the snow... They come up from the snow and they both have really long noses, which is like just silly. Like, why does Patrick have one, you know? But -hmm. then it cuts to the tree and then it cuts back and their noses have changed for no reason. One's like bent down and one's bent (laughs) up.
2: Yeah. And that
0: catches them off guard (laughs) in the commentary. (laughs) They both laugh really hard. Um, And then they say say something (laughs) to the effect of like, that must have been Derek. Like Derek Dryman (laughs) must have done that, which is just really fun and really cute. Um, Oh, I love it. So yeah, and it, I, sorry to harp on the fact that you know me and Jay Lender are best friends now, but I just <laughs> loved even how like in his tweet he threw out like, oh like this thing was probably Steve or Stephen Derek, um, because I think that I it, it's it's silly, but I think that I underestimated just how much Stephen Derek like really are all over each and every episode. Okay, anyway, mm-hmm. what were you gonna say, yep. Sarah?
1: Well, I was going to talk a little bit about Aaron Springer and I'm not going to pretend to know like all the, you know, the titles right. that people have and, and I, I don't understand how animation works. I really sure. don't, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but like when you're talking about, um, that quote that, that like he could, I don't remember who said it, but he could yeah. unscrew his head and get to places yep. that everyone else couldn't, um, like that was actually my, tears. my
0: friend Jay Lender said that. I don't know if you've <laughs> Jay, heard of him, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jay. We feel you and we yeah. and we hear you. Uh-huh. Um and we love you. Uh-huh. Okay. So um even thinking back to when I was on um we talked about walking small, mm-hmm. um, which Aaron Springer, I think, storyboarded. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like some of the um anyway, Jay saying that his that Aaron's drawings were totally original, like you can yeah. see
0: Totally. I mean,
1: we talked for probably minutes on mm-hmm. like the wild animation in like the ice cream scene in walk yeah, and, Stall. Totally. and like even thinking about the opening scene of this one where they're just running and their eyes mm-hmm. are everywhere and like pinhead i mean all this um there's so many yeah. original iterations of these characters in this episode that yeah. i love like how they look in this because yeah. it's just so off the wall to me but it it makes it really
0: funny uh-huh yeah i agree so uh, this was the quote that i wasn't gonna read because it was too long but because you brought it up i feel like i just have to read it because it's so gotta. endearing yeah Uh huh. so just a little bit more praise for um aaron springer uh so jay lender like sarah just said he says that his drawings were totally original and he drew constantly. He says, I was in his office once visiting with Sherm and Aaron was sitting at his desk with his back to us. He was drawing little elfy characters in his Snowflake Village style with their eyes popping out or standing in stocks or being shot with arrows. Uh, he was drawing them across five sheets of paper that were randomly strewn across the desk, absentmindedly <laughs> drawing right from one sheet onto another without stopping or acknowledging the transition in any way. As though they were one big piece of or one big sheet of paper. If he had run out of paper, he would have just gone right onto the desk. Uh, I don't think he even knew he was drawing. He did that all day. I'd give a million dollars to have um, drawn any one of those pictures. I think Sherm used to pick them up out of the garbage. (laughs) So I just think that is so sweet and just speaks to the creative minds. Um, And again, uh, yeah, like, Sarah, I also don't pretend to know Aaron Springer. Um, The only, you know, uh, creator that I'm friends with is Jay. But um, (laughs) on the commentary, it's just so fun hearing. They're even like not commenting on the episode, but they'll just be throwing jokes out to each other and they're like cracking each other up. And you can just see like this is the kind of like giggly energy that made SpongeBob. So it's just Mm -hmm. very, very sweet. Mm -hmm. Love it. So uh, SpongeBob and Patrick, uh, you know, Go check in on Sandy, and she looks like this giant bear. um, And they um, are teasing her a little bit and getting her to, uh, you know, chase Dirty Dan um, in her sleep. Um, But SpongeBob, you know, encourages him and Patrick to um, knock it off. Come on,
3: Patrick. We shouldn't
0: disturb her anymore.
4: That's not disturbing. This is disturbing.
3: Hi there, SpongeBob! My name is Pat Back! Ha, that is really disturbing! <laughs> uh,
2: SpongeBob?
4: Spongebob, she's gaining on us!
3: Sandy, no, stop! <laughs> I warned you, Dirty Dan. Now you just crossed the border into Dirtville. Sandy, it's us, your friends, SpongeBob and Patrick.
4: Please, Sandy, I can't afford dry cleaning. Gonna
3: skin you and make a pair of size six boots.
4: Fun's over.
0: Patrick's, that might be my favorite line of the episode because of how understated it is. Patrick's just fun's over. It's just so funny to me. Like, he's like this adult that's above the situation that's just like goofing. Like, he knows that he's goofing off. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. It's so funny to me. Uh, Yeah.
1: And also, it's not, though. He's the one that like (laughs) continues all this.
2: Right. It's so good.
1: Uh. I feel like I was going to say, too, I mean, part of what makes this episode so genius, I think, is the um, the collaboration of Aaron Springer and Carl Greenblatt. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, just pat back. Are you kidding right. me? That is so good. Uh-huh. And all the, yeah, all the gags and repetitive jokes
0: that mm-hmm.
1: Carl brought to the episode. It's just... Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, like Pat back, it has nothing to do with the episode, but <laughs> a, for some reason, like, uh, I could from childhood tell you Pat back is a part of this episode because it's just mm-hmm. for for some reason feels like essential to the plot, even though it's totally not the B like <laughs> it adds so much to the episode and it's just so good. And just like, in all these subtle ways fleshes out the dynamic between Spongebob and Patrick, because, Mm -hmm. you know, Patrick says something just insane and he's like, that's not disturbing. (laughs) This is disturbing. And Spongebob's (laughs) reaction is like, ha, you're right. That was disturbing. Yeah. (laughs) And so it just like very subtly shows you, or maybe extremely not subtly, like Patrick (laughs) is a doofus and SpongeBob esteems him so much and SpongeBob is responsible and uh tends towards responsibility but can very easily be persuaded by Patrick which is just so great. Um yeah. I love it. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> okay, well, um let's jump into this next scene. This is this is probably the most famous and most beloved scene. Um, basically, uh, Spongebob and Patrick are now um, playing out in the snow, and they push their luck.
3: All right, Pinhead, your time is up. Who are you calling Pinhead? I want to be Dirty Dan. What makes you think you can be Dirty Dan? I'm Dirty, I'd I'm dirty <laughs> Dan. I'd say I'm Dirty Dan. I'd say I'm Dirty Dan. I say I'm Dirty Dad 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 I'm
4: dirty dad I'm dirty Dad I'm dirty Dad Screaming
3: will get you no.
4: I am (gasps) (gasps) Sandra Hot Wings
3: Okay, Pinhead Larry Now you get yours
1: Oh my gosh I mean, re-watching it, I was like Really? That's like Body gore Like, that's (laughs) so (laughs) What? And I just thought it was the funniest Thing as a kid I Uh, just laughed and laughed And Oh Bill, how do you say his last name? Fagerbachi. Fagerbachi. Yep. Bill Fagerbachi is so good in this episode. Uh
2: huh.
1: So hilarious. And I love, like, I mean, I remember the, <laughs> I'm dirty man. <dad," laughs> yeah. And screaming will get you. No. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, uh-huh. I mean,
1: just everything about his delivery in, in this whole episode is great. But yeah. in this scene, I got to shout out my mm-hmm. girl, Carolyn Lawrence. Mm. Because oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: She's really great in this.
1: She is so good because she has to still be Sandy Mm -hmm. while being, I mean, I wonder, like, I kind of am just now thinking about this, but like, Mm -hmm. I mean, she even sounded like she had like stuff in her cheeks, you know, like she made it sound like she was tired and not, you know. She's mm-hmm. not ready to wake up, and she's mad, and uh-huh. uh, and and she made herself sound like this giant right. scary mammal. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I just think, especially in this scene, it's just I, yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, I try to look up and see if like there was anything special that she did to prepare for this episode, or right. I, I couldn't find anything. But oh, she's so good. But yeah, the this scene is very funny to me. What'd you think?
0: Oh, it's brilliant. And I mean, there's a reason that so many people remember Dirty Dan. I mean, I guess it gets said over and over and over, (laughs) but yeah, I'm Dirty Dan. Um, But then there's just something about, like, which one to use the real Dirty Dan? Like, I've heard that quoted so many times in my life. Mm-hmm. It's so good, so memorable. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just cannot sing the praises enough of, who you call a pinhead? It's so yeah, freaking it's funny. It's so disturbing. With
1: the little tie or like yeah, bo- whatever tie. it is. It's like a
0: bolo. Like, mm-hmm. And his like oh, cone-headed head yes. and face is so funny. Um, <laughs> so I think that this occurred before the clip that we just played. Um, but uh patrick um he he yells you'll never catch me and then gets um shot in the face by a snow cannon and he <laughs> says hey that's not fair cowboys couldn't afford cannons which is funny and it's own. that like the issue is you know that they can't afford them but then that's yeah. says they couldn't afford station wagons either and then just shoots a <laughs> R- giant <laughs> station wagon of snow and patrick <laughs> just says nice paneling and it's just so freaking funny there's just so many good lines in this episode um doesn't but then, he also yeah.
1: say i can't afford dry cleaning
0: yes he says that <laughs> i think he says that at the start of the episode there's so oh, many throwaway patrick yeah lines. yeah start of the episode so um where they accidentally wake up sandy the first time and she okay, like yeah. kind of is giving them both like wedgies and is about to like mm-hmm. kill them uh she specifically is going to make them into boots or something i can't remember a pair, i read the quote earlier pair
1: of size six or skin you and make a pair of size
0: six boots (laughs) yes that's it um and patrick says please sandy i can't afford dry cleaning i I, again don't know what that has to do with anything but that's like patrick's logic which we'll get a little bit in the next episode too you know where Mm -hmm. if you ask him what does that mean he'd say i don't know um but then i i love him like you can't run away forever it's there's it's obvious why, but it just reminds me so much of the SpongeBob movie. Like, no, or, or screaming will get you nowhere is what he says. Because in the movie, mm-hmm. he says, um, we can't run away forever. Uh, like, it will get you nowhere or something. And then, mm-hmm. again, gets smacked by in that uh, Dennis and then tells him, run, SpongeBob. It's Bob. just <laughs> so funny. And there's just something so funny about them running in horror. Like, I don't know what it yes. is, but. And I'm just now putting it together that the other time that they ran in horror was also from Sandy. So that's just really funny. Yeah. It's like this funny thing that they have in their back pocket where it's not obvious, Mm -hmm. but because she is the most like physically fit and formidable person, if -hmm. they need someone to be like a beast, like she just can do that either because Mm -hmm. she's out of control or she's just enraged that they took the name Mm -hmm. of Texas in vain. <laughs> um, so that's super good. And then also, uh, specifically after the, f- when the fun is over, um, that point of the episode, I was like, this is kind of like a pseudo, um, backdoor monster movie themed episode Mm -hmm. like she's Mm -hmm. this monster that they're afraid of like awakening um yeah which again is just so funny that like any sensible person would be like okay for real this time we should just leave you know but (laughs) instead they just i mean i guess they thought like you know They've got the mm-hmm. uh, uh, belly button lint earmuffs, so she's mm-hmm. never going to hear them, but that they just go play in the snow and make so much noise. It's so funny. But yeah, her rampage is just so good. I love um, another commentary shout out. I love, and apparently they love, uh, tearing Patrick's head off. Um, <laughs> uh, what do they say? I I assume that it was Aaron, it might have been Carl, but one of them says, I'm glad they left that in, which just made me laugh. (laughs) Apparently they were worried that they would take it out, um, understandably, because it's pretty graphic. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, so good. Can't say enough praises for it.
1: Mm -hmm. I think even including that, like, uh, well, this is included in what I'm about to say, but Mm -hmm. I feel like in this episode, they kind of ride the edge of gross without being too gross. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, cause, cause as we have seen in, um, sponge out of water, right. they, uh-huh. they, you know, in later animation, sometimes things are way too gross in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. and they made, and even like where they chose to not have Sandy be as drooly or gross. As right, they right, may right. have, um, that she's like scary and large and right. mad and tired, but, uh-huh. um, or like, I don't know. I mean, it is gross to have Patrick's head ripped off, but it's also right. hilarious. Right. So.
0: <laughs> it's not disgusting necessarily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was even in just thinking <laughs> totally. Yeah. In my humble opinion, I agree. And I was even just thinking, I don't know how it came up, but I was thinking about in the SpongeBob movie when uh, they get chased by that giant monster, the anglerfish, and there's that... His tongue is like bait, you know? And it's like Mm. a woman selling ice cream. Do you remember this? And then she has like a little cat. Um, I think that that's the grossest that the first three seasons gets. Um, Mm. You could argue that... uh, Squidward's heart bleeding during open heart surgery is pretty gross but (laughs) anyway it just occurred to me that like even in that moment they have restraint but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. no very funny Um, and then last thing I need to shout out before we move on um, is just um, why should you be dirty Dan because I'm dirty is just genius (laughs) that is so funny and understated but okay so (laughs) So fun really is over now um, and uh, they have to figure out a plan to escape (sighs) Okay, SpongeBob, you can be Dirty Dan.
4: I just want to be Patrick.
3: Let's get out of here before Sandy wakes up again! Ouch! Sorry, Patrick, but the door is slippery. It's frozen shut! Let me have a try. Open sesame! Well, I've done all I can do. Then we're stuck in here until the door thaws. In spring. Barnacles! Is it spring yet? Uh, No. I'm so cold that I'm shivering. I'm so cold that I can use my nose drippings as a pair of chopsticks. I'm so cold that.
2: I'm shivering.
0: <laughs> There's just so many good lines here. I, yeah. My favorite line when I was a kid was the open sesame. <laughs> like that, just like I busted a gut every time when I was mm-hmm. a kid, like watching that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then. They don't call attention to it in the commentary, which makes me think that maybe they didn't even realize that they were doing it, but this is the exact same joke in the episode ARG, where they go hunting for treasure with Mr. Krabs, because in that episode, they say, "Um, I'm so loyal, I'm shivering, and then SpongeBob says, I'm so loyal, something, 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 and then Patrick pauses and says, I'm so loyal, I'm shivering. It's the exact same joke, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very funny every time. And for some reason, mm-hmm. even though it occurred first in ARG, I always uh, remember it from this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I have always loved the open sesame thing. It's so mm-hmm. funny with his, like, little hands. I don't know. And, like, his breath in where he like,
0: yeah, yeah. pops
1: his chest out. Uh-huh. And,
0: um, Again, the drawings I, are so good. I, the static drawings.
1: Yeah. I mean, even his eyes in that. Mm-hmm scene are so funny. They like almost anime or like, <laughs> yeah. um, like it's just, it's really funny. I love that. Um, and just hilarious that uh, yet again, they're stuck in the tree dome
0: uh-huh. and
1: it, it's just oh, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I do say I'm so cold. I'm shivering cause it's I, Iowa and it's cold.
0: I say that all the time too. There's another line here that I say often too, um, coming up, but, um, yeah, and then the only other thing is just it's so cute and effective that Patrick's like, "You can be dirty, Dan. I just want to be Patrick now." Yeah, <laughs> it was very like, cute. They could <laughs> it's just like say he just like, wants "To be done." <laughs> uh huh. They could just say like, "Let's get out of here." But instead, he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, he's like a kid that's like, I want to go home now." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just very funny. Okay, well, and so it, oh, go it, ahead.
1: That well, he's just like, well, that's all I can do after opening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: it's so good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, so now they have another problem. They have to figure out. How are they going to survive until spring?
4: It's like a gold mine, but with fur.
0: Carefully...
4: Carefully... Come on, do it! I'm freezing here! Alright,
3: alright, hang on a second! That should be enough, right? Sponge, I'm a big man! A big, big man! Well, I guess I've lived a full life. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
4: this is taking too long. I want the warm now. Pat, no.
3: <laughs> Pat, are
0: you crazy? No, I'm warm. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick has just absolutely no inhibitions. So, two lines that I quote often. The one that connected those two scenes. The maybe, maybe, maybe it's her fur. I don't, I it never fits in context, but I think that often or quote it often, usually mm-hmm. when it's like people are trying to figure out the solution to a very basic problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, Patrick, are you crazy? No, I'm warm. I used to <laughs> always quote when people would be like, Why are you wearing your coat inside? So.
1: I love that. Yeah. I I really, really laughed hard at Sponge. I'm a big man. A big, <laughs> <Yeah>. big
0: man. <laughs> and SpongeBob's like ready to die. Like he's like... <laughs> I guess I have, I've lived
1: a full life.
0: Yeah, and he, it's almost like he's got two monsters to deal with. He's got Sandy, but then he's like, if I don't do this, Patrick's going to lose it. And he's trying to keep Patrick <laughs> at bay for as long as possible, yeah, too. Yeah. It's just so funny. And then, Yeah, it's just screaming like, oh, I can't take it anymore. It's just so good <laughs> and so funny. I just love like the disregard that Patrick has for Sandy. Like, he (laughs) has no issue. Like, I mean, even when they, like, went in, he was like, why would I care, you know? Because, (laughs) like, the show is so much about the relationships between Spongebob and these other people, and Mm -hmm. Patrick is not trying to upkeep any of those relationships, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Patrick, or Spongebob's the only friendship that he cares about. But when it comes to Mr. Krabs, Squidward, Sandy, like, he does Mm not (laughs) care at all.
1: (laughs) Well, as we know, he's had some seen some things, people keep mm-hmm. his friends keep getting eaten, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why so. does this keep <laughs> happening
2: to me? Yeah.
1: No, I, I get it though. Yeah. He he just wants to be warm. He just mm-hmm. he needs his needs met.
0: Yep. Yep. I love it. <laughs> Cool, and I also love um, the banjo music that plays now that they're wearing their, like, warm uh, (laughs) outfits or whatever. So let's hear um, that banjo music some more and hear how this episode wraps up.
3: I'm ready for the longest, coldest winter ever. Bring it on!
1: Spring? Uh, Wow. Spring already.
3: <laughs> Tartar sauce, the lock is still frozen. I sure can't wait to get outside and warm my fur. <laughs> <laughs> oh look! It's SpongeBob and Patrick! <laughs> Okay, Sandy. Squirrel pattern baldness is quite common in small mammals. SpongeBob trick. Don't worry, Sandy. We've got you covered. (laughs) (laughs) More lemonade, boys. Thanks,
4: Sandy. Sandy.
3: Spring sure is lovely.
0: (laughs) Very silly end to the episode. (laughs) We get some wonderful uh, ragtime music um Mm. i just love this episode so much but
1: Mm -hmm, me too
0: i'll give it to you sarah for closing thoughts what did you think of survival of the idiots
1: oh it's great it's um i feel like it's a season like it's not this is our first time in the tree dome like they they know what they're doing they got Mm -hmm. themselves into this mess right hilarious to watch the antics ensue fun to see Sandy actually in hibernation, though. I do feel bad for her, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I really love it. I mean, the animation is hilarious. The I love the random jokes. That kind of stuff is my kind of humor anyway. Mm-hmm. So I loved it as a kid and it's, it still holds up.
0: Totally. As does. I always say, <laughs> yep. As we always say, but truthfully, this is like very, very good. Like, yeah, it's a really good,
1: episode. I mean, it's five, yeah. five out of five.
0: Oh four yeah, to four? 5 out of f-
1: uh, 10 yeah. out of 10.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh 1 out of 1. Not 0 out of mm-hmm. 0 though cuz I think that that would be 0. Be it 0. It wouldn't be yeah. 100%. So. <laughs> but yeah, couldn't say it any better myself. So with that, <laughs> let's throw it to a quick break. And when we come back, we will uh, be dumped. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Everybody's a Critic, the segment of the podcast where I read a review. Everybody's a critic. Okay, so uh, we've got a new review this week. Uh, this comes from uh, uh, Lido Chrombos, um, who <laughs> who writes subject line um, bad, and uh, the review says this: "Don't understand too fast." I assume that they mean too fast, like with two O's, but it says, don't understand too fast. Okay, everybody. Okay, Absorbent Yellow Army. Every Listen to me. Listen. Our reviews are plummeting. We were at an average of 5 out of 5 last week, and now we're at 4.9 out of 5. I need you. Everybody, please, go to your nearest um, Napster and leave a review. Preferably 5 out of 5, but I'm not going to make you, you know but try and get our uh, average back up. So I won't say that you have to, you know, do uh, five out of five, but preferably do above 4.9 to bring our average back up. Okay, anyway, Sarah, any thoughts on that uh, review? Um,
1: I don't think it's too fast, no. But, but I can't speak to how this person can understand it.
0: Yeah, maybe he means that I talk too fast, but considering that we're already at what an hour and a half recording and <laughs> i'm just trying to be done in an hour tops and we still have half of the episode left i can't say it's too fast on my end but anyway thank you so much um uh uh uh, uh, uh lito Chrombos, uh, for writing in or not for writing in for leaving a review remember everybody else that you can leave a review and you can always write in to spongeandspamrobots.com with your thoughts and questions okay let's return back to the show
3: join us? Oh boy, what I okay. Tag your it I'm it I'm it I'm in I'm in I'm in I'm it
4: you're it I win I win what's with Gary it sounds like a motorboat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcome back mm. to the episode dumped This episode was written by Paul Tibbett, Walt Dorn, and Meriwether Williams. Sarah, what do you think of this episode?
1: I love this one too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there are many episodes I don't love, but this one is um, a classic. And I do quote the end line very Mm. often. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And yeah, it is. I mean, Gary is a very cute, fun character. Mm -hmm. And so it's, It's another uh, kind of cool to have two back-to-back episodes or like sister episodes Mm. that it's SpongeBob Patrick and then another character. Right. Um, Because it's, kind. I mean, it's just kind of about the three of them, which I I mean, is fun. And Mm -hmm. Gary's so cute.
0: Yeah, he is so cute. And I think up to this point, I don't know if there's been any other episodes, save for I Was a Teenage Snail. Um, or I Was a Teenage Gary, whichever it's called, uh, Mm -hmm. that are about Gary. And even that one's not really about Gary. It's more about, you know, a SpongeBob transforming into a snail. Um, Right. And so I think that Gary today maybe is overused. Uh, Like, he's the entire premise of, like, the most recent movie, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But especially, like, uh, at the time of this airing, it is just really fun to see the personality of Gary come out more, which in Mm -hmm. this is just very blank. We'll get an episode in a few weeks. Gary takes a bath, which is hilarious. And Mm -hmm. we'll find out that Gary's like really ornery, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and then even just, he's so mysterious. Like the few times that, you know, there has been a spotlight on him for an extended amount of time is like in the dreams episode where he's like this (laughs) genius in his mind, Uh, your shoes untied, where he for some reason knows how to tie shoes and Mm -hmm. stuff. So really fun and agreed. Super, super cute. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny, like, these interactions between characters, I didn't realize before watching this, like, oh, yeah, Patrick and Gary have not interacted yet in, in the history of this show, other than, I guess, throwing a, a boot at um, Squidward Snail, um, <laughs> whether they're like singing on the fence or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, because Patrick's a very, very cute character in his own yeah. stupid way,
1: mm-hmm. so it's
0: fun seeing them interact them with together each other. is mm-hmm. really
1: cute there's some super cute sequences mm-hmm. or scenes with them so i i i like that too yeah
0: yeah this episode goes from like lassie to like kind of seeing someone who's not into pets get into pets for the first time and then it will eventually become Almost feels like an allegory for like divorce, mm-hmm, <laughs> almost, mm-hmm. or like uh, uh, joint custody children. But anyway, mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. get into that. Um, so, uh, Gary, um, apparently, uh, b- befriends apparently befriends uh, Patrick, um, <laughs> and Patrick is stoked to have a new friend in Gary. Brush, 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 brush.
3: Hey, Patrick, have you seen Gary?
4: Brush, 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 brushing everywhere.
3: Nope. Oh, hey, here he is. Come on, Gary. We've got to let Patrick go to sleep. I don't mind, SpongeBob.
4: In fact, why don't you let Gary sleep over at my house tonight? Hey, that's
3: a great idea.
4: A sleepover, oh boy! Oh, this is gonna be great, Gary. We could stay up till dawn and watch scary movies and eat popcorn and play board games. Gee, blah, blah, blah. this <laughs> is great. Blah, 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 My blah, two best friends blah, in the blah, whole and sea blah, 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 having blah, a blah, sleepover.
3: And then we'll make a house of cards. And then we'll read some comic books. OK, you guys have a good time. I'll see you tomorrow. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, blah.
1: I love it. I, I always remember brushing everywhere. And I also do that like as a joke. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and you know, not, not in real life. Right, right, My right, hygiene right. is better than that, but, of course. um, <laughs> I, I, I also, it's just so cute. I love like how they could have had him say like, wow, my Uh two best friends having sleepover, but he just thinks it like maybe, you know, a parent would or, oh, that's sweet. Okay. You guys do your thing. Have fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that. We're in his thoughts for a second with Patrick saying blah, blah, blah in the background.
0: Uh Um,
1: But I also, it's just, everyone is genuinely getting along, having a great time. It's super cute. And Uh (laughs) yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love when friends become friends, and I've said that before. Um, So it sounds like SpongeBob does too.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, Tom Kenny on the commentary uh, mentions that SpongeBob is, at the start, not jealous at all because he is just so... Happy to see his friends becoming friends with his other friends, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which is really hard to make happen. So, Mm -hmm. uh, understandably, you know, it's just like, all my friends are all going to become friends with each other now and it's going to be great, you know, (laughs) very similar episode to adventure time. Um, the couple listeners that watch adventure time will know what I'm referencing anyway. Uh, (laughs) so, um, very clever how, you know, just before the clip that we just listened to, you know, uh, SpongeBob is walking back inside and then looks and realizes that Gary's not there. And at first he's just like, oh, Gary. Um, so very <laughs> clever to very slowly from the very beginning um, chip away at him, kind of like mm-hmm. he keeps putting together like, wait, Gary's normally here and now he's not here. And mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like he unravels, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I very much enjoyed the different, uh, is there, there's, I think that there's three different scenarios uh, the following morning well for one he screams i'm awake which is very cute <laughs> reminded me a lot of wormy where he's like yes. here i come wormy mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really mm-hmm. cute um And also, it's just such a stupid visual gag that, like, his blanket stays in the form of his square self (laughs) when he gets up, and then, like,
1: yeah, and then,
0: yeah, yeah. deflates Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but so then he, um, is running around and thinks that Gary's gonna chase him, um, and then doesn't, which is depressing Mm -hmm. to him. And then he eats some snail nip, and he's like, <laughs> come on, Gary. Oh, there's actually four. Uh, he also gets his favorite ball, which is covered in, mm-hmm. like, snail slime. Love that mm-hmm. they're exploring, like, the sliminess of, of Gary, too, <laughs> yeah. in this. Which I guess they also did in um, I Was a Teenage Gary, because Squidward is like, yeah. how on earth could you love that thing? <laughs> which is... Very funny and very cute. But uh, I was wondering is snail nip like supposed to be catnip? Because it's in a can, but by the name? Yeah.
1: I know. I mean, because his food is like. Mm-hmm. snail poe or whatever, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was about it must to say snail poe
0: is... And he tries that at one point and hates it. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> well, that's what I thought the scene was, and I was like, wait, no, this has already happened.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. Well, his final test of of Gary's loyalty, uh, Sp- SpongeBob puts his whole life at risk. <laughs>
3: oh! Oh! That's it! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Gary, you stop this foolishness right now. Gary the snail, answer me when I'm talking to you. Okay, that's it, mister. You are coming home with me right this instant. <laughs> Say goodbye to Patrick, Gary. Mom! Hold it right there, dad, mom, angry pants. What's that supposed to mean? I don't know, but I do know (laughs)
4: Gary knows who he wants to go with. Now, I suggest you put him down and let him choose.
3: Fine, but I would like to remind him who it was that fed him and housed him and sat at his bedside when he was sick and massaged his eye stalks when his eyes were tore. Okay, Gary, go ahead, show him. Okay, Gary, come to me. Come on, come on, Gary. Come on, come here, Gary. Oh, wrong way, Gary. G- Gary, turn around, Gary, turn around. G- Gary, no, Gary, no,
1: no, no, no. Don't do it, Gary. <laughs> oh, no, Gary. Oh, it is so sad and hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, I I actually, I love the, you know, obviously SpongeBob does something to get Gary's attention and then Patrick yeah. and Gary are just playing. But when, when Gary starts, like, um, spinning Patrick back and forth kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, was my favorite part. That was so funny. Uh-huh. They're just having a great time. Um, but yeah, then SpongeBob has to be like the mean dad. Mm-hmm. And I love when Patrick calls him dad, mom, angry pants. And I actually, yeah. I mean, I, I love whenever I, I can't remember if you mentioned this once, but how, when they chose SpongeBob SquarePants when they chose his name, like mm. that, they talked about how funny it would be to like change it up or like oh, call yeah. him SpongeBob lazy pants or spring boom, right. squire Finn or whatever. So I, I like uh, that he calls him dad, mom, angry pants. Uh-huh. And I think this was right before when, when he goes, what's wrong with me? Do I offend? And he yes. like sniffs his armpit. Uh-huh. I
0: love that. Yep. <laughs> so funny. Can you guess who wrote that line?
1: what's wrong with me? Do I offend? Um, was it, no, I, is it Jay wonder?
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. I would, I no. would tell you if my friend Jay wrote it. No, it was Paul. Okay. I, okay. I didn't that was expect my you other to. Guess. Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been able to guess that, but just based on our conversation earlier, I was like, Oh, well maybe yeah. Sarah knows this, but on the commentary, um, Steve Hillenberg laughs and he says, that was a Paul Tibbet line. Do I offend? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny and so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, this scene where um, he he goes, like, berserk, bawling at, at Gary, like, walking away. Um, mm-hmm. And this was one of the moments where this time Stephen Hillen- Hillenberg uh, laughs and it, like, almost catches him off guard. And he literally, he asks this question that I often ask myself and my guests, why is that funny? Like, he's like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just really fun and cute Mm -hmm. (laughs) seeing him have the same reaction that I have all the time watching this show. Like, why is that so funny? There's Mm -hmm. just something so simple about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I love when I was a kid, I learned when they were like, you know, teach you about like president's history and stuff in like third grade. I remember learning like Abe Lincoln was extremely wise and they basically like told us this story about like, two people arguing over whose horse belonged to who, and that Abe Lincoln was like, let the horse stand in between you and to whoever he walks is the real owner or whatever. I'm sure that that's not true. I'm sure that's, like, just historic, uh, like, a myth or something. Mm -hmm. But I've heard that, like, tale told many different ways, so it's just very funny that they, like, recreate it here. It's just Mm -hmm. (laughs) very stupid and very funny. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, just spongebob losing it it's just so good and they talk about this on the commentary too about spongebob has extreme highs and extreme lows and he's just like so completely like heartbroken that gary would turn his back on him and it's just
1: yeah yeah so sad i know kind of like um what you mentioned on the grandma's kisses episode, like Mm -hmm. we kind of love to see SpongeBob lose it. (laughs) Uh And um, I think it was in oral history where uh, Meriwether Williams said, it's like where the cartoon shines when they take moments and like really milk them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, we'll see a little bit more of that throughout the episode, but Mm -hmm. I, I love how he's losing it. And the, the, piano theme in the background
0: yes yeah it's
1: hilarious and it's called—it's literally called daytime drama <laughs> which
0: uh-huh. is so great <laughs> I know I love how much I hate it because it's so mm-hmm. cheesy soap opera mm-hmm. music it's so mm-hmm. good okay so um, <laughs> earlier I was talking about how Paul Tibbetts very good at um, weird faces uh, this yeah. next scene I wrote this down in my notes very much uh, emblematic of that um, mm-hmm. Spongebob makes some wild faces with his new pet Rex
3: oh <laughs> To my new pal Rex. Not only is he loyal, but he knows tricks too. Watch and learn. Sit, Rex, sit. Roll over, Rex. Roll over. Now stay, Rex. Stay. Good boy, Rex.
2: Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy?
3: Who's a good boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure glad we went our separate ways, Gary. A worm really is the pet for me. So loyal, so trusting, always by my side! <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. I was curious. Apparently, uh, Bill Fagerbocky plays Rex. <laughs> I love that. Just I'd be, breathing really heavily. Uh-huh. I'd be very curious to know if he actually barked, though, because the bark just sounds so much like just a real yeah. <laughs> bark, you know? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gary and even Larry, obviously, they sound like Tom Kenny doing the voice, but it's, there's something <laughs> so funny about just like coming out mm-hmm. of the verb. That's mm-hmm. so good. spongebob's over the top like good boy is like (laughs) so funny and doesn't sound like him Um, (laughs) and then those faces that he's making or what prompted me to be like paul Tibbet is very good at making weird faces on spongebob i agree
1: i agree Mm -hmm. and i also um was reading that and again i won't be able to say the name right kaz propolenus or whatever Mm -hmm. um said that uh paul's spongebob was like the warmest and silliest of all the cartoonists and you really see that like when he says who's a good boy in his Uh eyes and there's so many moments in this episode that i think show how warm and funny and wild his -hmm. animation is so i really like that
0: yeah yeah paul tibet directed or wrote uh christmas who so makes complete sense that he's got Mm -hmm. the sweetest cutest spongebob yeah (laughs)
1: Um, my, I think I mentioned this, but I I rang in 2021 doing SpongeBob trivia with my good friend Liz, mm, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she thought that Rex was Wormy when I asked who do you mm. think Wormy is, yeah, um, yeah. and she called <laughs> she called him the <laughs> old dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And, <laughs> but when, as we'll see, I think Larry is truly the, the
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> Larry really is. Okay, so to uh, set up Larry. Well, actually, first, I should also shout out Rex so that no one's confused. Also different from, I think his name is Mr. Doodles, which is Mr. Krabs Pet Worm, which is also funny. they look similar. They look, yeah, the exact same. (laughs) But (laughs) um, okay, Rex or not Rex, Larry. um, And I spell Larry with one R. I'm not sure if that's actually how it's supposed to be spelled, but um, (laughs) that's how SpongeBob spells it. Uh, I my grandma had a cat growing up when i was growing up named chloe Mm -hmm. and chloe was the worst cat in the world but i think that my grandma must have loved her um and as we discussed on grandma's (laughs) kisses my grandma and my child eyes my 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 like me when i was a child i don't have a child but when i was a child my eyes uh saw her as a saint so i'm like And Chloe was like a demon. And when I was uh, little and saw the movie Cinderella and there's kind of like an evil cat that the evil stepmother has, Mm -hmm. I think that that kind of taught me that like cats are evil. And then (laughs) Chloe, I was like, Chloe is that cat cat. But worse, (laughs) and Chloe never scratched us. I was always afraid, and all throughout childhood, I had many nightmares about Chloe chasing me or scratching me and stuff. But Chloe was known for, like, she would hide underneath furniture, and she would hiss at you. And it it was one thing, you know, that, like, if you tried to go towards her, she'd, like, hiss at you. But if you were even, like, in the same room as her, she would hiss at you. And so when I was a kid, I was so terrified. Literally, I'd go into every room and be scared to walk around my grandma's house because I thought Chloe might be in there and then she would hiss at me and scratch me. So it wasn't just like, oh, I don't want to bother Chloe. It was like, oh I can't gosh. go into my grandma's bedroom because Chloe might be underneath that the dresser. That is so scary. So anyway, I have in my notes, Larry is Chloe.
3: Chloe. <laughs> 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 Want to hear a joke? Oh, Gary used to love this one. Mm. What do you call a snail on a ship? A snailer! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Don't you get it, Larry? <laughs> a snailer! <laughs> Gosh, Larry sure is different than Gary. And Gary and Larry are real different than Jerry. Oh, Gary, why did
1: you have to go? Why, Gary? Why? Why, 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 why? Gary? Oh, I love, I mean, I love any time they use a real photo, but (laughs) when they used a real photo of Jerry.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So disturbing. Really,
1: really disturbing. Larry, oh, creeps me out, but, Mm -hmm. um... Yeah, and also, again, seeing Spongebob unravel is just hilarious. So yeah. bad, but it's so funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's so good. I, when I was a kid, I was so fascinated by, like, who's Jerry? And <laughs> in my memory, I thought that he had a much bigger part in this episode, but yeah, it really is like a no. two-second joke, you know? And- yeah,
1: and another thing throwaway that I think is really mm-hmm.
0: great <laughs> I'll admit today um, it bothered me a little bit because uh, I was like Gary's not the original like it feels like he has such a deep bond with Gary or whatever but but very funny <laughs> or joke I think that. it
1: maybe just happened off camera in between Rex and Larry right. you know <laughs> yeah
0: uh-huh. yeah true yeah yeah, yeah it uh, I was just about to say I don't need to over explain the joke but I guess I'm about to but it really is just so funny and so stupid the joke is it's funny to see, like, the real-life snail, but then, like, the name is just, like, there's no joke beyond just, like, a third unexpected thing that rhymes with Gary, which is mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. funny. Um, and then, yeah, things just don't work out with Larry. Uh, Larry is a jerk. Um, Shout-out to Walt Dorn, who apparently wrote the Snailer joke. And Steve Hillenburg <laughs> I said they... That. Yeah, he said that they intentionally try to think up a joke that, like, kind of hurt to hear. Like, it's pretty cringy how bad the <laughs> joke is. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just make it as obvious as possible that like Spongebob just wants Gary back so badly. Mm-hmm, it's very, very mm-hmm. funny. Okay. So uh next, so uh, Spongebob, of course, heard Gary Uh and he, he thinks that it's like in the painting or something at first, <laughs> um, but it's actually real life Gary and Patrick have shown up. And this scene, Patrick shows up to do his laundry there. And I... I understand for, like, the purposes of the plot why he's bringing his laundry over, but it was so funny and so random to me that Patrick (laughs) would be so rude as to, like, I've, like, taken your child from you, but this, like... (laughs) Not mockingly, but like talking down to Spongebob, like, I assume you won't mind if I use your laundry machine, you know, is so funny. And this is the point where it really felt like a divorced couple where, you know, the laundry basket in real life would be like, you know. Uh, one divorcee is, like, uh, coming over with, like, a box of their old stuff or something, or picking up Mm -hmm. old stuff, and it's just like, oh, not this again. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the fact that Patrick is like, here we go, is so sad, (laughs) and, like, makes me kind of hate Patrick. Like, he's just, like, Mm -hmm. rolling his eyes at Spongebob. (laughs) And then on top of that, just, like, such clear, like, uh, feeling of divorced parents who now have joint custody and Spongebob's mm-hmm. trying to keep it together and act like his life didn't er- revolve around, you know, yeah. the kid that, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. funny to me. A lot yeah. of personal trauma from uh, parents <laughs> <laughs> having <Ooh>. been divorced. <laughs> Not trying to get into that, but I'm just saying, <laughs> even having lived through that, this is so hilarious to me, like, mm-hmm. how... Serious It Turns and What a Jerk Patrick is.
1: Well, and because the episode is called Dumped, I think a lot of what I equate it to is like your oh, ex totally. is like with someone else and they're coming uh-huh. back to the house that you shared together and like right. just and, and the, the heartbreak and then yeah. when he starts saying like okay well here's all these things we could do and like would you come back then and would you leave him then
0: uh-huh. <laughs> it's
1: so sad yeah. and desperate and yeah oh
0: yeah he comments uh that uh Tom Kenny comments on the commentary that there's a real love triangle going on between yeah. Spongebob mm-hmm. and Gary and Patrick. But mm-hmm. Okay, so let's hear some more of uh, that condescending Patrick as the episode wraps up.
4: You had your chance and you failed. You have to stop living in the past. Face it, Spongebob. You're only hurting yourself. It's what Gary wants. And what Gary wants is me. Right, <laughs> Gary? Huh?
3: He only liked me for my shorts! No, Patrick. <laughs> he wanted the cookie in your pocket. <laughs> 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 Gary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary, I knew you'd never leave me! Wow. Oh. <laughs> let's go for a walk, pal. Gary, <laughs> I thought what we had
4: was special.
0: <laughs> it's so cute, so stupid, so sweet, and then so dark at the end all of a sudden.
1: I know. I do feel bad for Patrick because he uh-huh. really thought that. And you know, you know, maybe Gary does love him, but
0: I he's not going to go does. Live with him. I think <laughs> I don't that he think really so. just he wanted does. the cookie in his pocket. Which also, oh, I, I just want it to be true. <laughs> I know. I, I have to observe how funny it is that clearly he's eating something in his pocket, and Patrick's he's pissed off, but his conclusion is like he just wanted me for my shorts. Like or my he just shorts. liked me for my shorts. <laughs> it's so stupid.
1: Um, I don't know if we talked to. Well, I don't think we talked about it yet, but mm-hmm. when he said, "Are you going to do laundry?" but we used to do laundry yeah. soap, but we used to use soap, and then uh-huh. his tears bubbling the soap, I thought yeah. was so oh yeah. so great, and oh, I uh-huh. love it. And my other favorite part is, I know how much you love the, my prized driftwood carving of Squidward. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs>
1: you can, oh, you know, gosh. that it can be your scratching post or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yep. And it, it is again another like mention of Squidward as he's like off camera. Yeah,
2: and <laughs> he he's not no in the idea.
1: episode. He
0: I noticed has no idea that too. That
1: this is in SpongeBob's house,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh-huh. That helps explain how oh. he was able to make such an immaculate uh, clarinet uh, little <laughs> statues you. of Squidward yes. But yeah, I uh, freaking thought it was so funny. It really does. It goes back and forth between a divorced parent and like a. Uh, uh, recent breakup mm-hmm. and you're like seeing your ex because on one hand he's like the divorced parent who's like i'll spoil you like if yeah. you just come live with me or whatever mm-hmm. just funny and sad um mm-hmm. and but then also yeah like that ex just like you know i i remember one time uh my friend garrett was driving with our other friend aaron and they drove past um like maricopa apartments or something in ames iowa and uh uh just out of nowhere Aaron points out the windows and is like that's where my ex-girlfriend used to live and the whole car is silent and he says, thanks for bringing it up, guys. And it was just like the most random and funny thing. Oh. But that level, and he was joking, but that kind of thing really does happen where it's like. It really does. That's the stop sign that we used to stop at, you know. We it's used just to so use funny.
1: soap. Mr. Yeah, Dr. So- Clean. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh-huh. Dr. Or heavy Clean. duty or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid.
1: Ooh. Anyway,
0: very funny, very sweet, then very d- dark and sad. Yeah. Those are my thoughts on Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Sarah?
1: Yeah. It's a great episode. It's four out of four, five out of five. Mm. Um, and it, it, I mean, there's more. Uh, it feels like a lot more happens in this episode uh, than the last one. Cause maybe mm-hmm. just cause we're changing scenery so much and um, there's, there's some more plot, but uh, it is really good. Really funny a great ending mm-hmm. uh, yeah I'd love it
0: love it same I feel like I don't know if I want to say 4 out of 5 or 5 out of 5 but I'll say okay. 5 out of 5 in the spirit of everybody needs to go give absorbent in yellow somewhere above a 4.9 out of 5 mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Uh, on a uh, Zune review us on Zune <laughs> find us on Yelp okay well speaking of find us on Yelp you can find us on Yelp every week here at Absorbent and Yellow Spongebob Deep Dive of the Podcast where me and my friends talk about the making of an aberration for Spongebob Squarepants. Thank you again Sarah for joining us very excited for the next episode that he'll be on. I won't say what it is Ooh, surprise! But it's gonna be freaking awesome Uh Uh, Sarah, any other plugs or anything before I end the podcast? I mean like the episode the podcast um, is still going
1: <laughs> No, I mean just go forth the world is your litter box
0: mm. I would have done oyster for the ocean theme but litter box is good too because I get <laughs> scary and anyway this last part is your segment so I don't want to you know step on your parade or as the saying goes okay anyway uh, thank you everybody for listening please join us next week for no free rides and I'm your biggest fanatic maybe I can get my friend Jay on that one anyway um, he probably won't be, so I'm not plugging it. Goodbye, everyone. I don't
3: get it! How does Sandy survive these intense conditions every year?
4: Maybe she just
3: ignores it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's her fur! <laughs>